I'm doing a stand-up in uh, San Diego this week. I'm doing two shows. Oh, there it is. Or actually four shows. Two on Friday and two on Saturday. Is Star going with you or no? Yeah, Star's going with me. Did you get a hotel room? Yes. Ooh, shit, Daryl. Did you get the... um? Did you get your uh, Thanos glove out? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I got the... I got M- Mjolnir, much as what I call my chainmail glove. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Just so we can have like a nice, because since our anniversary, which was March 21st, we haven't really had like a, like a you know, a time to just kind of hang hang out just ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it'll be fun. But yeah, I'm I'm nervous, but I'm excited because like I haven't done stand up in a little bit, mm-hmm. and so why don't you do some right now? We'll get we'll practice. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Uncle Ted. I'm not gonna tell you some jokes. <laughs> Wait, you have an Uncle Ted that does that? No, I don't. I don't know why I said Uncle Ted, but uh, I don't have any uncle named Ted. Uh, no, I have an uncle who used to be like, "All right, you think you're funny? All right, tell us a joke now." It's like, okay. I met a guy. I'm sure you've met a million people like this. I went to a party once, and this is when I was doing stand-up. He's like, the guy was like, oh, you're a stand-up comedian? I was like, yeah. He's like, I'm, I have a friend, and I've been telling him he needs to do stand-up. And I was like, oh, really? He's funny? He's like, uh, he's not particularly funny, but he just has <laughs> he just has the greatest laugh. Like, I just thought, I think if he went on stage and just laughed, people would, like, die. And just he would be, like, so famous. I'm like... I just—he's like, how do you respond to that? You, like, like, what do you? And say? that man was Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, yeah, people have told me that all the time. They'll tell me what they imagine. Like one guy I remember told me, like, I have this. Uh, I want to do this set where I just go up there and bring a glass of milk and a bird and a bird cage and not mention it. Just like, oh, so what do you talk about? I don't know. It's like, yeah. well, if you're not going to mention the glass of milk or the birdcage, mm-hmm. you can't just stand in silence. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I one time, um, for when I had my college graduation party, I had invited all these people over. Mostly because you send out invitations because you're like, just give me money. Mm-hmm. But then people will just show up because they're cheap. You know, <laughs> they're like, I don't want to give you money, but I'll show up and eat your food. So this one woman came and she was like, are you still doing stand-up? And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. And she goes, God, I thought you were such an unfunny child. Oh, my God. She said that to you? Yes. She said, you said you were so morose and you cried a lot. And I was like, oh, thank you. It's so funny. So are you, are you excited to do the Drag Race Thailand with Jamila? I'm very excited. I'm worried about, like, uh, the outline and everything. But I think... Uh, I'll just, you know, go off the same outline that you gave me for when I did uh, Camp on a Kiki. But, I mean, yeah, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be great. I think it'll be good because it's like, even when we watched the first two episodes, we genuinely liked them. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be an interesting uh, show. And then I also heard that I think, like, season three, they have, like, their first bio queen wins or something. So well, I think it's season, I think they only done two seasons. Oh, maybe then it's season yeah, two. Yeah. Season two. But, uh, yeah, so that's exciting. Yeah. Now, uh, any other big news that you want to tell us right now? I feel like that when we were doing Fat Camp, I was like, oh, why didn't I talk about this during our uh, 
our not doing fat camp part of the show. Um, yeah. I can't remember what it was. Let me see. We talked about uh, Dubious Intent Plus presented by Univos. Which we're going to do at... Uh, now, by the way, everybody, I want you guys... I want to do the thing again because... Let me say this right here. And you guys did... Remember when we had your... We did this... We actually did this once before where we did Drag Race Recap over on Pride 48. And my goal was to break the stream. I don't want to break their stream because they have a new stream. I don't think we can break it. But I, I don't do, know what that means, but okay. okay. We're basically like the stream shuts down because so many people are logged on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We broke it last time. But what I do want to have is because they always... They do this thing where they, even when I do, this, and this is something I've always struggled with. My, like, I'll give you a perfect example from stand-up. You remember Chris Edwards? Uh, yes. He's the book at the Costa Mesa shows and whatnot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a black guy with, yeah. like, the bald, the he- hair on the, he had, like, a balding head. He had, like, hair on the yeah. sides of his head. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And right, yes. I don't. I have no idea why this was, Laurie. No idea why. I can't explain it. This was not usual for me, right? Uh huh. Anytime I did a Chris Edwards show, anytime, right? I would fucking crush it, like in a way that I I rarely ever did in stand up. You know those times when you're in the groove and you just crush it. Yeah. Every and every single Chris Edwards show, Lori. I don't know what it was about his audiences. They just connected with me, right? Yeah, I and, used to have this video, mm-hmm. this YouTube video that Johnny took of me at at uh, at one of his shows, and it was so grainy, but it was just you could, all you could hear was laughter. Mm-hmm. So people would be like, "I saw your video, but I couldn't understand anything that was going on. I just heard laughter. So you must mm-hmm. be funny." And I was just like, "Yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't remember that show. I don't remember." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, the point I'm making, the reason I'm bringing that up is every single time I would call Chris Edwards for a spot, he would be like, mm, I mean, I guess I'd give you like 10 and like the middle. Can you bring some people? Like, like, like always like, like as if I was Rosie Tran or something like that. Right. And. Oh, was that the Rosie you were talking, the train you were talking yeah, about? Yeah. 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 Oh, I thought you were talking about the one that's. Um, Used to be a man. That's a transgender woman now. No, no, I'm talking about Rosie Tran. Oh, yeah. I wonder what she's still what she's doing nowadays. No, she's doing stand up. I talked to someone recently who like they did like some dumb show in like you know Highland Park and like oh yeah, and Rosie Tran was in the bum like she's still doing these same dumb shows. She was doing those dumb shows forever when I started, and that was in 2006. Anyway, did I ever tell you that I one time went to the bathroom at this like dive bar? I had to pee so bad. I stopped off at this like bar and I think it was Enlin Empire or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got to pee. Go into the bar, go to the bat, like run to the bathroom. I see like three signs for stand up. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you're like kind of looking at it and it catches your eye and you're, mm-hmm. but you're like moving really quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think I see this guy, Victor Vega's name. And I was like, it can't be him. He can't still be doing stand up. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I come back out, he's headlining. <laughs> What? Then lighting those shows, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh what? That guy. Yeah. Oh my god, it's crazy. Um. Okay. So anyway, it's the same thing with Pride Forty Eight. We fucking broke their motherfucking stream, and I know they. St- maybe it's a jealousy thing or something like that. Like I'm telling you right now, right now at this moment, and this is just a whatever Monday show. We have. I would say about right now. Like, you understand something. 
on their stream, the big events are June and August, right? Uh-huh. Those are their big, I mean, those are their Black Fridays, essentially, right? For streaming. Yeah. Right now, at this moment, we have the same number of listeners that they have at, like, I wouldn't say their most popular show in June, but, like, a popular show has about this number of listeners right now. And that's for their big event, you know? And so I want to fucking crush every show that will be on there with our Dubious Intent Plus presented by Univos episode. Also, what's going on? What I, I Maybe I, miss, I wasn't paying attention mm-hmm. when you were talking about Dubious Intent, but what is that podcast about? Like, what do we do? Oh, it was just like a standard issue. Uh, it's like not much different from what we did now. They had very clearly defined segments, though. So okay. they would have like the first 20 minutes would be kind of just banter, right? And then they did um, uh, a birthday segment where they went over celebrity birthdays. Okay. Then they did a tech segment where like people would write in with te- – because they're both techies. But I thought it would be funny since we know nothing about technology if people wrote in with technology questions, right? Okay. And then they I could did – Did I ever tell you I was a tech representative for Hulu? Oh, so- were you really? <laughs> Yeah, my 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 experience is always just like, have you tried turning it off and on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they that, were like, yeah, I did that already. And then one guy was like a tech guy, and he was mm-hmm. like, yeah. And I also disabled my DCP, and I and I was like, uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's like I, you're way ahead of me, dude. Yeah. And so then, uh, so, um, oh, what I was gonna say is, and then they had like a letter segment. And then the birth, the the death calls came in throughout the episode. Okay. Okay. Um, I think is Lamont still there? Lamont, am I missing any segments? But I think those were the that was over the. Oh no no, there was like a the birthday one. What they used to do with the birthday one, and I'll and I'll do the part where I, you're the one being quizzed. They on the birthday one, what they would do is I would play some sort of audio clip, and you had to guess whose birthday it was. Oh, okay. Would it be an audio clip of the person or? Uh, no, it, no. It would be like maybe like if they were on a TV show, like the theme song of the TV show. I tried finding it on the, I think they took down all the episodes. So I'll try and get a couple of episodes to send to you so you could hear it. Um, But I think it'd be funny to uh, actually replicate that show that hasn't been on for three years. Oh, trivia with birthday based on theme songs. Uh, so, um, and why did that one guy quit? You said he quit the world. Oh God. I've told this show many times before. I think he must've been having a mental breakdown, but what one of the things was, I don't know. Let me put it this way. I don't know why his, he punished his poor co-founder, Adam Burns. I really don't. Adam Burns is like the most, is harmless as a flea, right? Uh-huh. He got mad at me. They so they on Dubious Intent Plus, they would have this after show, kind of like what we're doing now, right? Okay. And I would go on it after. That's how in fact that's actually the birth of RuPaul's Drag Race recap. I would always go on their after show, I'd be listening live. And Daniel and I were talking about how we have such good chemistry that we should start a podcast. And we originally wanted Adam to do Drag Race Recap with us, but he said, I don't want that show. I don't like drag. So we got another person to do it with us, uh, Donna Sugars. And the three of us started doing RuPaul's Drag Race Recap because we had so much fun on those after shows, right? So we were on an after show of Dubious Intent. This is right after Trump. I mean, literally the weekend after Trump got elected. 
And as anybody who's been following me in podcasting should know, that I um, was very, 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 very depressed. I mean, like, really sad. Oh, yeah. Upset after Trump got I elected. Cry. I cried. Like, I was working. Uh, I was working customer service. I think it was for Hulu mm-hmm. or maybe Nordstrom's. And I was working from home. And I had still had to take phone calls. And I was watching the election results come in and mm-hmm. i just eventually just stopped taking phone calls because i was just like i can't well i, can't I was i was at the time i lived in la by the grove and my cousin's boyfriend uh lived like really like a short walk away from me right and so like he had an election night party i went over to his house and once it became clear that trump was going to win i remember the whole party just being really quiet and sad and i go i'm just going to go home i had this thing like i'm just gonna go it was like eight o'clock at night and i was like i'm just gonna go home and go to bed like, yeah, because at that moment, it wasn't clear Trump was going to win, but he was trying to catch up or he was like increasing his lead or something. And I was like, I'm just going to go to bed. And when I wake up, Hillary will be president. And this was just all a bad, weird moment. And I'll just wake up and Hillary's president. Right. Yeah. But I remember when I was walking home. The world seemed meaner and it seemed crueler than when I had walked over to the party. Yeah, I was driving up to L.A. Mm hmm. To do an improv show. Mm-hmm. And I remember just feeling like for the first time in, in like a long time feeling like, oh, maybe things aren't going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe no, like right. I was like, maybe this is like I was like, why was I so naive to think that people would do, you know, like yeah, it was just, yeah. you know, when you're like you like trip over something and you're like, well, why was I walking so fast or, you know, and you're just like. I was like blaming myself. I was like, yeah, of course he won. Like there's no reason for him not to win because people are terrible. And so, yeah, yeah, by the time I got to LA, I was just like, people were crying and we were like, we got to do improv. And I was like, yeah, but also life sucks and nobody, you know, like people suck and life doesn't matter. So Mm -hmm. like, let's just do whatever. Yeah. It it, it took me a while. It took me a very long while to get over. I would say maybe a couple weeks. Yeah. And uh, anyway, um, I think what helped was that I remember watching clips because I didn't actually watch it, Mm -hmm. but I watched clips of Stephen Colbert's um, live show that he did. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, okay, so it wasn't just me. Like, I remember thinking that I was like, am I stupid? Like, did I think that was like nobody else Mm -hmm. thinking that she was going to win? And then I was like, oh, so a lot, like almost everybody thought that I knew I thought she was going to win. So I think I was like, okay, so it wasn't just like us. It was everybody. No. So, yeah. Um, so anyway, what I was going to say is, um, so it was that was the weekend after Trump got elected. And, um, we were on the after show and Daniel was talking and Daniel, you didn't know him. He was very like, self-righteous i don't know if self-righteous is the right term but so like i'm smart and you don't know anything and, and i'm right does that make sense so yeah I don't, I don't know if self-righteous is the right term but just so convinced that he was right and that anyone who thinks differently isn't this, it wasn't necessarily that you were dumb it was more like well if you don't agree with him it must be because you don't understand because if you understood you would you would agree yeah. with him because he is so clearly very logical and, and knows everything, right? Yeah. 
So we're on the after show, and I'm still now. By the way, I'm, I'm, I'm by this point I can tell jokes, you know, and stuff like that. And he tells us, tells me and Adam that he didn't vote for president. Like he voted, but he just left it blank for president. Now he lived in a state where it didn't matter. Okay, yeah, he lived in Connecticut, but and that, that was kind of his argument. But what the, what set me off, and we got into a debate on the air was that the reason he didn't vote for president was because Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump were essentially the same. Yeah. And I was like... Mm. That was like Susan Sarandon's whole argument. Oh, what? No, just no. Like, she can go fuck herself, and I told him he can go fuck himself. I, didn't, I didn't actually yeah. told <coughs> I wasn't that rude. I just argued with him. Right? Yeah. And I said, no. Like, this is what I'll say. I'm actually not a big, giant, like, pro-Hillary. I, I was supporting Hillary, but, like, it was one of these things where, like, Yes, Hillary Clinton and the Clintons are gross, but they're gross in the way that politicians are gross, like Lindsey Graham or Mitch McConnell, or um, you know, you can name a you know another you know politician. You know, uh, yeah. Did you just crack open a beer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're talking politics. I'm getting drunk. <laughs> so anyway. But I go, Donald Trump is a next, he's an idiot. He's a, it's not even an idiot. He's like, what he does is so much worse. He's so much more, he's so much worse than what the corruption of a normal politician is. By the way, the past three years have borne this to be true, you know? Yeah. And, and it's like, neck, and like, and, and I go, this is not the same thing. And it, it, it's weird. It made me realize, like, oh, I would literally, if they were, if they were like, well, we'll give you George W. Bush. I'm like, yes, I would take George W. Bush. In the, when George W. Bush was president, I was so like, oh, you can't get any worse than this. Oh, my God. I would take George W. Bush in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Well, see, here's the thing. I, I think what it's proven is that it's not necessarily the president. It's the, the people that surround him. Mm-hmm. And what we found is that um you know the people that surround trump are just like look we're getting what we need Mm -hmm. so we're just gonna go along with whatever dumb thing that he farts out you know Mm -hmm. and so that's the thing that's so disappointing i'm not even disappointed in trump because trump is an idiot Mm -hmm. trump is like you know every terrible person that's done a terrible shitty thing the problem i have is with everybody else who's just let him do it i will say this trump is doing exactly what he said he would well, I mean, in his his version of yeah, what he said. But he I mean, he, it's not like he, you know, everybody was always like, well, Trump said this, but he's not going to really do that. I'm like, no, he's doing exactly he, he's what he's going to do did. it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, ahead. I, oh, sorry. What were you going to say? Well, anyways, to, to end that story, Daniel got really upset that I challenged him and then quit all podcasting. Really? Mm-hmm. Just that one argument? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah, there was a catalyst there. There was something. When my girlfriend and I first started dating, she told me that she voted for Jill Stein, and I said, "If you, if we lived, if we lived in a swing state, I would dump you." Yeah, because I and I truly mean it. If mm-hmm. we, if we moved, if we had, if this had been Ohio or Florida, I would have been like, "See ya." Yeah. Mm-hmm. But because we lived in California, I was like, "All right, I'll see you. I'll see you now." now but she, Augustine Godina says, "Is there going to be a Joe meetup at Drag Can?" One, Joe's not going to Dry Can. Uh, I hate Dry Con. And if I don't have to go, I'm not going to go. Uh, two, you know that I tried to do a meetup last year, right? And nobody showed up to the meetup? 
Like I was. Oh, you John talked Paul. about that. Yeah, 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 it's awful. So no, there will not be a Joe meetup at. Uh, I one time uh, did a taught a was t- teaching an improv class. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody showed up to the improv class. <laughs> well, actually, no. One girl showed up to the improv class like an hour late, uh-huh. and then we just kind of chatted for like thirty minutes, and then she left. So I was like, oh, okay. You know, um, that kid I mentor, Armando, his girlfriend asked me if I could get her free tickets to DragCon, which I can't. But two is. I was like, even if I did, though, you know you're just going to basically a mall. She has no money, right? Yeah. It's not like you get to just meet, you know, all these queens and they're just hanging out. Like, no, you have to pay money to meet them. And you have to pay money. Like, the only – you're basically paying money to go to a place where they're going to sell you things. Uh, It's not like – I think it's not the wonder place that you think it's going to be. So, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of this drag con. Oh, no. and then, um, sorry, I have two other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead. Oh, you do? Yeah. So, I have another podcast I do that we, I have we haven't released yet, but it's uh, we're going to be releasing it. I think in the next month, where we talk about po- it's called Fraternal Flicks, and it's podcasts, it's movies that um, have the same premise that came out within the same year. So, oh, like, okay. Armageddon and Deep Im- Impact. Mm-hmm. So, and we talk about, like, the movie and how it differs and then the history of, like, how the movies kind of intertwine and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then uh, Justice and I are going to start recording, I think, this week or next week, uh, a podcast. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought you told me about that podcast before, right? Yeah, it's going to be about, like... Well, oh, we kind of changed it. We keep changing it, but mm-hmm. so we we have to figure out what it's going to be. But it's it's mostly about like gays politics, I guess, because justice is really into politics. Now, do you want to do that live on Mixler? Uh, uh no, you don't. No, because oh, I mean, I guess we could, uh, but I just don't know. Like this uh, Eve Adams, uh, I just got I just got denied, just like Eve denied me. No, I want to do. I mean, I would. That's what I'm saying. I want to do. I just don't know. Um, you know, I mean, let's be honest. Justice kind of always. When we, even when we were when I was doing the the uh, the stuff that I edited out of Camp Wanakiki, you know, the stuff I kept in was controversial. So you know, just yeah, I don't do a live. I'll, show I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you, and, and I'm not, I don't mean this in a mean way. Wait, first of all, Yazwa says he would die to meet Joe for tacos in L.A. By the way, if anyone's going to DragCon and wants to meet up with me, I will meet up with you in L.A. But I'm not going to go to DragCon. Um, Kimchi isn't going to DragCon this year either. Aren't a lot of bigger queens opting out? It's a big income expense versus. Oh, I also forgot. I'm doing a, a podcast with Soju. Um, are you really? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's good. called the Lori and Soju Energy Hour, and it's a, uh, it's about it's just us talking about like high energy stuff. Yeah, lighting up like, a room. What, yeah, the, yeah, the charisma hour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, so anyway, so to, if I'm being honest with you, I don't mean this in a. I'm, I'm almost going to sound like an employer, right? But I actually do mean this. It's not like a bullshit thing that I'm saying here. Uh huh. Um, in fact, someone even said in the chat room earlier that I'm really good at pe- picking people to do podcasts. I just don't think, and I really mean this, I'm not saying this in a shady way. I I just don't think, it's not saying that Justice is a bad podcaster or that he's not funny or anything like that. There's no judgment on him. 
I just don't think he's a right fit for the Afterthought brand. Does that make sense? Oh, so that's why you wanted him to do the live Mixler. <laughs> no, 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 no. Gotcha. I want you to do more stuff with Afterthought. Oh, okay. You know, you fit the brand. You kind of are funny, blah, 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 blah. But, like, like I, I kind of think that, like, and maybe people in the chat room, maybe I'm wrong. People in the chat room can chime in. Can I be honest with you? For a long time, and I know now know that, like, it's different, but just because I don't know why, I thought Taylor and Mike Lawson were the same person. Mm, they both hate talking to me. <laughs> and then and then I also thought Evan was like, I was like, what? Are you just talking to the same person over and over again? But It's just, I don't know if, um, I just don't know if Justice's brand Well, so I have a question. Brand. When yeah. Camp Wanakiki comes back, so do you not want him to be the the host of the show or do you well just i'm kinda... considering you the producer of camp one kiki and i'll let you make that decision okay you know ultimately i'll be honest with you ultimately the audience decides uh who what shows work and what shows don't hold on don't worry Lori. just like daenerys justice was clearly born to lead camp one kiki yeah mm-hmm now, Yazwa says, one thing that freaked me out was the hounding out of Larry Flick. Um, what are your thoughts on the whole Larry Flick debacle, Lori? Uh, that was the guy who said the thing about there's no such thing as white privilege. Yeah, and... yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I when I first started working with you, that kind of happened. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I really don't have any knowledge, really, of what happened. I mean, you know, it is it is what it is. I think... I think I will say this. I think that he handled your talking to him absolutely the wrong way. I think that's the thing where I felt like he, he kind of showed his true colors where mm-hmm. you brought it up to his attention. He was like, okay, well then I quit everything. Yeah. Kind of like that Dan guy did where it's just like, who? you know, you can't, or what, what was his name? The guy who quit after. Oh, you Daniel. Yeah, about- yeah, yeah. Daniel. Yeah. I've never so, heard people call him Dan. <laughs> Dan Brewer. <laughs> Go ahead. So I, I think that that was a little childish. Um, but I mean, you know, I one of the things I think, too, is that, you know, it, I I think you're not going to say everything that makes people happy all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think just knowing that, you know, hey, there's some sometimes people are going to make claims that are not necessarily what everybody agrees with. And if you go like, if you, so, like, let's say I said something and you called me up later and you're like, hey, Larry, just so you know, people were a little offended by what you said about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, llamas today. Everybody seems to really cherish llamas and, you know, stuff like that. And I was just like, I could be, I could either choose to be like, no, I'm sticking to it. Or I could mm-hmm. be like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean mm-hmm. to say that, you know, so I think it's just depending on how the person reacts to this, to what's being, you know, how people are reacting to it um well, but yeah yeah so and i talked about this before the thing with larry was there there were other factors too that came into play and they all worked together in that uh, there were people who were writing to me uh independently of anything larry said right forget everything larry said they were writing to me saying i really like larry on the show but it feels like it's becoming the larry flick show and you interview him and we're losing Joe Batant in the mix. So this has nothing to do with what Larry's opinions were. They just sort of felt like... And what was funny, it was echoing what I was feeling internally. Does that make sense? So I was, in my head, 
during the show going like, I am not getting a word in here. And it it's becoming like essentially Joe Batanz interviews Larry Flick about his opinions on RuPaul's Drag Race and then he does a monologue. Does that make sense? Yeah. Where like what it wasn't a where I will say this, you know, all all Tino shade. I do think how do I put this? I have to pee and I'll come back and say this. So okay. talk to the audience. I think this is a longer thing. I have to pee really badly. Hold on. All right. Well, it's now time for the Laurie show where I get to answer questions that people have of me. 31 people. Wow. Congratulations, guys. Uh, any questions at all? If you want to ask. Do you think Joe really had to pee? Or do you think maybe there's some pooping involved? I think there might be some light pooping involved. Um, I completely agree that I don't need that much of what Larry Flick thinks. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know too much of I mean, again, like when I started working on the show, on like this stuff, um, he just started, the, that whole stuff started. So uh, what time do you wake up? Uh, I woke up today at seven because I had to take my aunt to um, a procedure. Um, I've been trying to wake up around seven, seven thirty every day. Uh, Joe's using a bidet. Have you guys ever used a bidet? Those are freaking awesome. Um, is your aunt going to be arguing with Evan? I'm hoping like we'll do. We talked about this earlier, April, where I'm hoping that we'll do like a thing where we kind of dissect what. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what uh, Evan said. Lori, what's your go-to Chipotle order? Oh, boy. So it's a full meat order of meat on both. So it's double meats. Full order of uh, ch- chicken, chip- uh, carnitas, corn, sour cream, cheese, brown rice, and pinto beans. Uh, hi, Lori. Hi, Lamont. Okay, um, I'm back. But go ahead. Oh, uh... Haley's mom, man, Haley's mom will not let go of these forks. Are you going to replace the forks? I've, I told you, she won't tell me what the forks are, and I have to get the exact right thing, and I brought a fork to Target, and they don't sell those at Target anymore, so I don't know what kind of forks Send me a are. picture of the fork. And also, can you send me a picture of the fork? But also, um, did you get a bidet, Lori? No, I was just saying that I love bidets, because I was saying that you probably were pooping as well. No, I Somebody wasn't. said that you I were wasn't. using bidets, a bidet. I used, I did poop before we did the show, and it was amazing, because the bidet, it, I'm telling you, I can't, I can't speak highly enough, more highly of these bidets. Anyway. Uh, Renee Denuso, really quick, Renee Denuso said, is your aunt going to be okay? Yes, she uh, has a blockage in her, like a tube that leads from her uh, kidney to her bladder that's causing her right kidney to be inflamed so next wednesday she's getting a surgery she's getting that taken figuring out what the blockage is taking it out putting a stent in so she's just she says she's not in pain she's just extremely uncomfortable mm-hmm. so she's she's gonna be fine it's just mm-hmm. it's just a waiting process that she's mm-hmm. uh frustrated with and lamont asked if i was a student or a teacher i'm currently a student i'm currently an aide going to school to become a teacher but i work at a school now where i basically am a teacher i just don't get paid the same as a teacher, now, why, I don't does have a teacher Mc- why does devin mckay want to buy you lunch who why does De- De- devin mckay want to buy you lunch do you have a minute w- i would like to buy you lunch oh that's sweet well somebody asked me what my go-to chipotle order was so maybe um 
Devin, I really appreciate that's very sweet. But instead of maybe buying me lunch, maybe send money to Joe's uh, nonprofit. And oh, then that is so nice of you. Whatever amount you send, I will spend that amount in lunch. Oh, all right. Um, and uh, I do go to school, mm-hmm. and that's about it. So, yeah, I go to Cal State Fullerton right now, but I only take internet courses because okay. I, I have to pass the CSET. I'm on the third test, which is uh, – or the second test. I've passed the first and third test. I'm on the second test, and the second test is math and science, and mm-hmm. I'm terrible at it. So I keep putting off taking it. So over the summer, I have to take it, and then hopefully I'll be able to do something either winter or fall, uh, spring of next year get into the teaching program. Mm-hmm. So before I went to the restaurant, I was going to say is I've noticed um, that you know Mike Lawson is the one that got me into podcasting. I wasn't didn't even think about podcasting before Mike Lawson. Um, he had started doing a podcast himself when he was living in Arizona, and then uh, he had recommended he thought I should start doing podcasting. Which, by the way, um, and you may you may or may not remember this, Lori. I did a. I started another podcast called Wait Wait Group Therapy, like in 2011, and I recently found the old episodes. And you're on episode one. Really? Yeah. And I recently found them. So I'm thinking during the summer, like when we have like a uh, like an episode that has to be off or something like that, I'll start playing those like Joe Batan's archives of the very first art, uh, uh, podcast he used to do. Oh, I don't remember that at yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, it's called uh, Weight Weight Group Therapy, and the episode one is you, me, Shannon, uh, Shane, the kind, the kid that used to work for me, and all these people. We, and we basically... Oh yes, I remember we went to a house. Yes, wasn't yes. it? Uh, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found the, those those podcasts. So he was the one that had recommend. Mike Lawson was the person who had recommended that I even start podcasting. And then after Wait Wait Group Therapy kind of fell apart, uh, he and I were talking, and then he was like, "Well, we should do a podcast. Uh, we always have these conversations; they're kind of interesting. We should do a podcast where we just talk." And then that is how uh, catching up started. And okay. so Mike Lawson is the one that gave birth to Joe Batanz, the podcaster, you know, and Taylor's been doing podcasting for even much. Taylor's been in podcasting for over 10 years, maybe 11 or 12 years. Jeez. And, um, well, I mean, how did we, I forgot, like, I'm so bad with memory. How did we get, how did we, cause we like sort of would come in and in and out of each other's lives randomly. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like we would just kind of like text and then, and then just nothing. And then, yeah. and then like, I think, what was it last year, two mm-hmm. years ago, yeah. we started texting again. And then mm-hmm. you were like, Oh, I have this podcast that did you have me guest on like a episode of drag race or how did it start? I forgot how, I think we just started with hello. Ugly. Well, what happened was my brother had me house it for him. And, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. And we remember Taylor was in the hospital. He was very ill. And oh, so we right. went on Mixler Live and did a couple of... Does anybody even have those shows anymore? They might be on Patreon feed somewhere. We did a couple of just like bullshitty, kind of what we're doing now for ta- to entertain Taylor. Right? In the hospital. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then we did... Um, oh, Eve says you were a guest for a comedy episode. Yeah, it could have been a Drag Race recap show where they did stand-up and we had you on. 
Because I remember, because, you, you know, you always say about Shannon that she's like, oh, she doesn't believe this, you know, that this could. And I remember you, because I did an episode, and I remember you kept telling me, oh, everybody loves you. You love, and I was like, everybody, like, what, you and yeah. one person? Mm-hmm. Like, everybody, everybody loves me. And then you, because uh, I remember one time I did a, uh, uh, I did, I was like, I was like a bit part in a, in a show mm-hmm. that this girl said was for an HBO pilot. But now <laughs> that I think about it, it's probably, it was, it was Natalie Gray. Do you remember? Uh, yeah, her? Oh yeah. Yeah. She's a date bill word. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. That's why he, she's the reason I asked if there were me too issues. Oh, oh no. Well, that, that's a whole other story. Oh, what is that? it? So. Well, we'll finish this story. I'm going to write it down. We'll come back to it. Okay. So she she had a pilot, which actually was kind of a funny idea, but it was Mm -hmm. just like not well executed. Mm -hmm. But it was just like three uh, kind of vain people trying to make it in stardom. Mm -hmm. And one of the things they – so one the one episode we shot was that she was told that like the way to become famous is to be a stand-up. So they go to this open mic and they think that this open mic is where like all these Hollywood bigwigs are going to be. And it's, you know, it's not really anybody there. So I was like this shitty stand-up comedian, which, you know, Mm -hmm. at that time was not far from the truth. Um, so they wanted me to just go up there and just be terrible. And so I just sort of like stared into the, into the audience for a while, mm-hmm. didn't say anything and just walked off stage and then said, thank you. And that's mm-hmm. it. That's all I did. I think yeah. maybe I like raised my hands a couple of times up mm-hmm. and down, yeah. but it was like maybe 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then when they cut the, when you, when they sent me the clip of the video, mm-hmm. they said, uh, um, it was like less than that. It literally mm-hmm. just shows me walking off stage. Yeah. So it was like less than you don't see anything. Well, the Natalie kept telling me that the guy who was sitting in front was an executive at HBO, mm-hmm. and he loved me. Yeah. And she was like, "Oh, he won't stop talking about how funny you were." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "He didn't. I was barely on. Like I yeah. barely did anything." Yeah. So now, anytime anybody t- tells me, "Oh, someone," so I was like, "Uh, okay," because mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where it's like, "Oh, he loved." You know, he thought you were great. I did this mm-hmm. other thing for West Martens. Yeah. I did this thing, and West Martens went on and on about how somebody thought I was so funny, and I was like, I, I literally just was in there for like ten seconds. Mm-hmm. So. So when you said that, I was like, yeah, okay. Oh, sure. yeah, like what everybody else said. No, you know, um, it's one of these things. Well, well, so let me answer your question first, and I'll, I'll tag what you just said. Um, I've always kind of thought that you are this odd comedy savant because there's the part of you that's very funny and you know you're funny. Okay. Uh huh. But then there's an equal part of you that I think is great for podcasting for what we do, where you don't know you're funny. It's like equal parts. Like, uh, I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, uh, and I don't know if I've ever told this show. I mean, I'm sure I've mentioned this on the show because one of my favorite. There, there are a lot of little gems that happen in the world of Lori Roddenkamp where she's funny. <laughs> she's a funny person. But then when you talk to her, you find out like, oh, there's this bizarro story that is so weird, you know? Like, one, uh, the one I always go to... Oh, I'll, I'll mention a couple. The one I always go to, though, is that you have two sides of your family that won't talk to each other because one side makes potato salad with best foods and the other one makes... Which, in the East Coast, it's Hellman's. But the other side uses uh, Miracle Whip. 
And because of well, that schism, you make it the seem like that. No, it was because once I brought potato salad, the the family brought potato salad, and they're specifically requested not to bring potato salad. Mm-hmm. So it's like a slap in the face. It's basically yeah. saying like, "Hey, we think we're better than you." Mm-hmm. So that's why. Okay. And then also, and I don't think you've told this story on the air, but the time went, and, and, and that's the thing is, there's this almost like tragically sad painfully sad aspect of the story that's so awkward that you're actually sharing such an intimate detail about your life but then you have a fine you have a way of making it super funny a perfect example of this is the story about when your mom beat the shit out of you and you were all bruised up and a teacher reported you to like uh, you know, sir, ch- ch- the the I don't know who you report them to, like social no, so, workers, and then tell them about the story you made up. Tell the story. So my my mom and my mom got mad at me. I, I forgot why, but she threw me down a flight of stairs. <laughs> and, which threw is a is a is a is a is a, is a I guess an exaggeration. She basically just because she pushed me and then <laughs> let gravity do the rest. Yeah. Sure. So. Um, I heard I had like a real I like my wrist was hurting me and I had a bad bruise and I had gone uh, to therapy that night mm-hmm. and I had told the therapist, um, you know that my mom and I had gotten in a fight and that uh, my knee was bruised. So the therapist wanted to talk to my mom and me again and say, you know, figure out what happened. So my mom was like, no, like. Uh, Lori's mistaken like she heard her she told me she heard herself playing football and blah blah so she told me to tell to make up the story and say like hey tell tell him you hurt yourself playing football in the backyard with your dad and your brother and she and I was like so we go to the therapist and I was like the whole time I was like if I have to make up a story like I remember distinctly thinking like why would I make up such a dumb story that like involves me playing football which at the time i was like i felt i don't know why i felt like this but i thought the therapist is gonna know that i don't play football Mm -hmm. like she's gonna know so um i said that i uh i said that i went surfing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then i fell off my surfboard and hit a dolphin and then some coral reef and so my mom had to sort of like agree but in the way of like well it didn't happen exactly that way yeah she was swimming and she but she still had to go along with so it was like essentially my first improv yeah scene because i had to make up a story and then so So um so laura doesn't know that those stories are funny they just come out in conversation and so i've always known that laura would be great for a podcast in fact i've gotten into and laura doesn't even know this i've met comedy managers over the people who manage comedians and um i've i've brought laurie's name up and they they know who she is like oh yeah 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 we know who she is you know well why don't they contact me well they didn't but no why aren't they contacting me yeah but they didn't say they wanted to represent you they just said they knew who you were right oh was it like a oh we know who she is yeah kind of like that yeah yeah Oh, and, good, good, good. Yeah. Well, that's all right. Well, I'll see you guys later. No, no, that's... no. So, but what, so I've always chastised them. I'm like, you don't understand what a gem or treasure this person is. Because nowadays, managers and agents want someone easy. They don't want to put the work in. Which, okay, an agent doesn't need to put the work in. But sort of a manager's job is to find those diamonds in the rough and to make them who they're supposed to be. 
Uh, I think Eric Eric tried, uh, Eric Abrams. I think he tried to do that with you, but you're too weird, right? And so yeah. I've well, sort of, also I just don't. I to his defense, I don't. I didn't put myself out there as much as I should have. Yeah. I feel like if I had put myself out there, I would have been far well, Luke, further he, along. Luke says it. Luke says 100% if Lori shook the right hand, she'd be on the level of Fortune Feimster. And I believe that, but I realize that Lori needs to be sort of pushed, you know? And yeah. um, See, Lori has this weird... This is where she gets mad. I think she's spectral. But, like, I don't remember this story. That's so at, Not at, spectral. At the time, Eric Abrams was the booker at the Hollywood Improv. Like, one of the best comedy clubs in the country. And he was yeah. the guy who books people. And he loved this Lori Roggenkamp, right? Uh-huh. And I always remember... I, 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 I'm 95% sure it was for... Who was the name of that comedian? I can't remember his name now. There was a, he was a really big comedian at the time. This is in the mid-2000s. And, and Daniel it, Tosh? No, it wasn't Daniel Tosh. It was a guy with glasses. I always thought Mark he was... Mark No, I always thought it was that guy that was on Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, but it's not. Um, oh, what's his name? Or that used to be on, like, um, Whose Line Is It Anyway? He's glasses and nerdy. I can't remember his name. Uh-huh. But... Um, he he was performing at the improv that Saturday night, and I think whoever they had featuring dropped out, and Eric called you and said, I've always remembered this, I'm like, oh, what a fucking dummy, this is why Lori, nothing's going to happen for her. He called you and he was like, Lori, I need you to open for, God, what the fuck is his name? We need you to come here and feature for, what's his name, right? And uh, you're like, I can't, because I have a show at Harley's. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, I was so mad at you. And I remember like, Lori, I mean, it, it is a wonderful thing about you, but you were like, well, I already told the people at Harley's I would do their show. You know, their dumb free show. Harley's is like a dumb comedy club in what, Riverside or something? Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember any. Of, I Like I said, I have a terrible memory. Oh, so. Yaz was got it. It was Greg Proops. Thank you. Oh, I don't remember. It that. was Greg. Thank, thank you, Yazwas. It was Greg Proops. He, Greg Proops was was at the Improv on that uh, Saturday. Oh, night. I did a show, but no, I did a show with Greg Proops once. I opened for him once. Oh, I'm sure you did, right? Um, at the Hollywood Improv, I remember I opened for him one time. Well, yeah. not opened. I was in a show where he was on. You never technically open for anybody at the Hollywood Improv because there's true. like it's four or five comedians yeah, that yeah. go on. It's a showcase room, but. Um, but he, but Eric wants you on the show, and you turn around until you can do Harley's. Well, again, there's a lot, there's a lot to that. I, I don't know. I feel like also one of my frustrations with Eric mm-hmm. was that he would book me for these shows, and then I would drive all the way out to Hollywood, look for pay for parking, go mm-hmm. there, and then it would be like, oh, Chris Rock or you know, Daniel Tosh wants to do or like Dave thirty Cook. minutes, yeah. And then I would I would be screwed. And so I and that happened like literally four times in a row. Mm-hmm. And I would I even sent Eric an email one time and she's like, hey, look. And I think that was like the beginning of the end. because yes. I think He was frustrated with me. But I was like, hey, look, I, I appreciate you letting me. But like I, I, you know, I'm driving all the way up from Orange County. Like if I could even get like two minutes, if somebody, did, you know, just to make it worth it. And he was like, well, you know, these people obviously are, are more higher priority. And I was like, okay, well, that, so then that kind of like shaded me. Where I was just like, all right, well, then I guess I'll just have to make my decisions, you know, so. Well, now you just heard exactly why. So, 
so Lori, I don't remember that at all. But yeah, I'm I'm positive I did. But the point like is, I've always thought you were this comedy gem, but no one wants to take the time to because you have such weird things where you fucking throw up out of cars and like and like just litter, you know. And now, by the way, everyone should know comedy geniuses do weird shit all the time. Norm Macdonald used to store bottles of urine. Maybe he still. Norm Macdonald is so weird. Well, he's know? also like ultra Catholic now or Christian now, isn't he? Oh, he is. Yeah. I didn't know that. And uh, <laughs> I'm getting a lot of uh, insight into myself. Yeah. So what else do you think about well, me? Well, no, so I, I, I think you are a natural fit for podcasting. I think you and I together could be very, very, very famous and rich. Now, but the problem Hopefully. is I, I know that uh, ABC will call with our morning show and you'll be like, I don't know. I have to work at this... Uh, Twinkle D special ed school, so maybe maybe in the summer I'll have some time. You know, to do a I'm really show. regretting telling you the name of the school that I work at. <laughs> you know what's so funny is there's actually a school that's where I got it in Costa Mesa called Twinkle. I'm like that's like the gayest name for an elementary school. That's so so the, they only make gay kids. Yeah. That's the one where it's like <laughs> yes, that school does turn your child gay. Oh god, they really wanted that school to be a gay kid school. Twinkle. So. I will- love it i would love for there to be a school for gay kids they have them i would think that would be great oh really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think that or not i guess because technically you don't truly know what your sexual orientation i mean some kids you see him what like there's this one kid who like um he i feel so bad for him because well and also i i you know who knows but he he has he wears like uh the jennifer beals crop top mm-hmm. you know like the crop sweater and he has like a spaghetti strap t-shirt that he always wears and he's always like um you know oh i i really want to i'm i'm thinking of asking so and so out you know i'm thinking of asking ashley out to the prom mm-hmm. and i was like i was like why and he's like because i have a crush on her and i was like oh okay <laughs> like, i'm just like oh boy uh, yeah <laughs> Like what do I do? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I don't know. I think it would be cool. 